Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, today I want to talk about time and what we do with our time. And yes, you know how I guess we can simplify things in our time. But I really want to look at it a little bit from a biblical perspective. You know, not this idea that um, we're so busy and we have no time and all that. I really just want to look at how to be a good steward of our time and what we are doing with our time. Because the Bible does have a lot to say about time, and I'd encourage you to seek that out for yourself. But before we start that, I will thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum and online classes. Apologia is one of our very favorites. We have used their science curriculum, their health and nutrition curriculum, some of their Bible courses when my kids were young. We also used a writing course. So they have it all. They even now have math. They have everything from self-paced, digital, online, traditional textbook. We've always enjoyed the elementary science curriculum. I will say that is our favorite. If you are new to homeschooling, you can access a free curriculum planning guide packed with homeschool information and encouragement from Apologia. I would encourage you to go check out all that they offer. They have tons of free resources also available. Check out their amazing curriculum if you are homeschooling or thinking about it. They just have a lot over there to offer at Apologia.com. I also wanted to give a quick little announcement, even though this podcast is going to go up Uh, just like a day or two before our Simply Living for Him ladies event this weekend, Saturday, April 23rd in Chester, New Jersey. I just wanted to talk real quick about it. I mean, maybe this will apply to something else in your life as well, what I'm going to say. But we had planned this event back in March and we got a big snowstorm. So we had to postpone it. And, you know, That was really disappointing, but I thought, you know, it's okay. We'll do it in April because the sun will be shining and there's no threat of snow and it's beautiful. And so we're doing it this weekend. And just lately, a lot of people have actually dropped out and canceled, which is totally fine. I get it. I am not at all like making this message toward anyone who had to cancel at the last minute. I just have like this message I wanted to share with you guys because every time I have ever spoken at an event or when I have been an attendee of an event. I especially remember when I would go to ladies retreats with my church when my kids were young. Every single time, as it gets closer to the event, I don't want to go. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be so beautiful this weekend. You know, I, I just I have so much to do around the house. I have so many things I have to catch up on. It's a great weekend to do my to do list. I just don't feel like being with other people. I just don't feel like doing this. You know, it, like every single time I remember with the ladies retreats, especially the week before would be crazy. And I'd be like, I am not leaving my kids this weekend or I just don't feel like it. And The older ladies would always be like, no, don't listen. That's the enemy. Go, go, go. No matter how much you feel like not going, go. And I have to tell you, 
I had been literally so blessed every single time. Same thing when I, I am the speaker at an event. Sometimes the week before, the enemy hits hard. Sometimes I just feel like, oh, this is a lot. I have to travel. I have to do all these things. You know, you get like all these nudges that kind of try to uh, steer you from what the real focus is. So I want to encourage you, if you are planning on coming to the event, don't listen to those voices because I know that some of you are probably like, oh, but I could do other things, you know, my time. Or if you have been thinking about it and you're here in this podcast and you still have time to get out there on Saturday, April 23rd, then just do it. Just listen to the Lord. Just follow him. You will never regret spending time with the Lord. This weekend, this Saturday is supposed to be a great time for you to nourish your soul. I believe that you cannot be a good mother, wife, friend, you know, human, unless you have nourished your soul and you're really taking care of your spirit and you're spending time with the Lord. And we're going to do just that this weekend. So maybe that applies to you in this event. If you're local, maybe that applies to you in something else. Just do it. You will never regret spending time with the Lord. Plus, we're going to have fun fellowship. We're going to have worship. We're going to have prayer. We're going to have lunch together, coffee and refreshments and all kinds of wonderful things. Plus, the location is beautiful. Grace Bible Chapel, if you don't know, is located in Chester, New Jersey. They have, I think, 16 acres of property, beautiful, um, peaceful place to spend the day. There's actually even mini horses at my church that you can visit with. And, you know, on our breaks or on our lunch, you can sit outside and enjoy that sunshine. No better place than to be with God. So come on out this Saturday, April 23rd. Don't listen to the voices that tell you you have other things you need to do. Nothing is more important than spending time with the Lord. And I will actually say that that even ties in with our Simply Living for Him retreat this summer in July 13th to 15th. You will never regret spending time away with the Lord. I can guarantee you, you're not going to go to the retreat and say, wow, I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't go to a really beautiful place. I wish I didn't go and find some peace and quiet. I wish I didn't spend two days with other women seeking the Lord. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. So Reserve your spot. Come on out to our retreat, July 13th to the 15th. We are so excited to welcome you to a place of peace and a place of rest and to point you to Jesus. All right. So now that I've said those things, I want to get into it. Um, we are going to talk about redeeming the time. Well, not necessarily redeeming the time, just our time in general. Like, what are we doing? Like, don't wait for things to be better someday. Don't wait for, you know, the perfect time. Don't wait for, you know, um, when I have a bigger house, I will be able to have people over. Or when I have a new job and I have enough money, then I will feel less stress and I'll be able to do all the things I want to do. When I have, you know, my next child, I will feel like our family is complete and then I'll be able to enjoy things. I mean, I can name you a million different things, right? I remember even talking to people who want to homeschool and they're like, when we get all uh, the homeschool rooms set up, then we'll be able to homeschool. I'm like, no, you're homeschooling right now. Your relationship with your children. You know, it's we don't have to wait for the perfect conditions to live our life. Because guess what? We're living our life right now. God has given us only this moment in time right now that you're hearing this. That is it. 
I don't know what an hour from now brings. I don't know what three hours from now brings. I don't know what a year from now brings. And this is not at all to say we don't plan for our future. We don't get excited about things in the future. We do, but we hold to that loosely and we don't let it hinder us from the present. I myself, I am raising my hand right now. I myself have been such a victim of this mentality. Still am sometimes. You know, it's like, well... I remember especially in my early years of marriage, you know, it was always like, well, you know, when we have a a new home or when we have, um, you know, our family complete or when we, you know, have money. First of all, we never will have enough money. (laughs) We're always going to be living that lifestyle where, you know, we just are not rich. That's fine. Uh, And you don't have to wait for perfect conditions to live your life. So yeah, maybe when we had a new home, we'd be able to have more people over because we'd have more room, like practical reasons, right? But that doesn't mean that right now I cannot have over one or two neighbors at a time and practice hospitality. You know, so what are you doing with what you have right in front of you, whether it's your time or your resources? You know, not making excuses because God has given us literally only this moment. Your home right now. Oh, it's reminding me of that verse in Acts. I think it's in Acts 17. It's where Paul is speaking his sermon at Mars Hill. And he says, like, God has set the appointed times and boundaries for his people and where you will live, right? So like where you are right now in your home right now, That is where you are supposed to be right now. Yeah, maybe in a year or two, you're supposed to be in another house, a bigger house, uh, another state, you know, another country even. Who knows? But right now, he has given you the appointed time and place where you are. And if we are living for the future, we are not being a good steward of the moments that he's given us now. And I think this helps us to simplify our lives when we really put this perspective into practice because we are just focused on the here and now. See, we we clutter up our lives when we live in the future. We clutter up our, our mind when we think about the future. Not, like I said, not that we don't plan for the future, not that we don't anticipate things to come, but we can't live there. We can't say right now I'm kind of in a holding pattern because what if tomorrow never comes? That holding pattern is not where I want to be when the Lord calls me home. I don't want to be like, Lord, I was just sitting around waiting. I want to be busy doing the work of the Lord. Now, again, I'm raising my hand high with you here because there are certain things that hold me back all the time. So like I said, when my kids were younger, maybe it was when we have a bigger house, we'll be able to do all the things we want to do. When we, you know, achieve a certain goal, blah, 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 we'll be able to do this and that. And sometimes for me as well, like physically, I have some hindrances. Many people don't know this about me, but I have a few physical uh, conditions. And sometimes they really hold me back. And I guess I've been thinking about it this week because I've been feeling really great for a while. 
Um, but traveling this season really set me back. And uh, I have been exhausted physically. And I have not been feeling my best. And especially this past week, I had a few days where I literally every night would say, well, tomorrow I'll get everything I want to get done because I'll feel better. And then I'd wake up tomorrow and I wouldn't feel better. And I'd say, well, you know, this day is kind of a wash. Tomorrow I'll feel better and I will do all the things. And now all the things are piling up because I don't feel better tomorrow. So instead of saying tomorrow I'll do all the things, I've realized it's like, okay, I don't feel optimally well right now. I don't have a lot of energy. But what can I do? Can I sit on my phone and and post on social media some encouraging things? Can I call someone and reach out to someone right now? Like that doesn't take very much energy, although I must say a phone call for me does take a lot of energy. I'm not fond of the phone and I really want to work on that. I hate that I don't like to talk on the phone. I want to be more um, willing to just pick up the phone and call someone. So, you know, I'm realizing that, okay, so physically I am not able to like achieve all the things I want to do right now. But what can I do with this time? And instead of thinking, well, tomorrow I'll feel better, it's like, okay, well, I don't know what tomorrow brings. Maybe tomorrow I'll feel worse. So what can I do right now? And it's even like within the home and the family, it's like, I'm not really feeling that great. I just don't really feel like making dinner and doing all the extra things. I'm kind of just getting by. And you know, if you're out there and you have a physical condition or ailment, you get it. Like you, sometimes we do just get by. So I'm not saying push yourself beyond your limits. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying, what can you do? right? So what are the things, instead of focusing on what we can't do, what can we do? Because we want to make the best use of our time. And I think, again, it always goes back to Matthew 6.33. On this podcast and in everything I talk about, it always goes back to Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Say it probably every time. It's also translated to, what does that mean? Seek first his kingdom. It's also translated to make the kingdom of God your primary concern. And, you know, when we do that, it helps us moment by moment. First of all, weed out all the things we don't need to do. Weed out all the distractions and say, in this moment right now, what am I doing that shows that the kingdom of God is my primary concern. So like, for instance, this morning, I was starting to feel myself peter out, right? I was starting to feel like I just wanted to kind of hibernate in my room. I wasn't, I was starting to feel like low energy, not feeling too well. And when I get like that, then my thoughts immediately kind of go downhill and I get a little depressed. And I'm like, you know what? I can choose to lay here and start to be down on myself that I'm starting to not feel well, or... It doesn't take that much energy to go down the stairs and just go be with the family and do what I can. Because in my head, I'm not really going to be uh, seeking him first by laying in this room and feeling sorry for myself. I'm just feeling sorry for myself. I get inward focused. 
I can still feel crummy and sit downstairs on the couch. And I can guarantee you when I'm downstairs with people in the home, I start to take my eyes off of myself and be like, I am here for my family. I am here for the Lord. My primary concern moment by moment is for the kingdom, not for myself. And so again, I'm not saying that we don't take care of ourselves when we're not well. I think you guys realize I'm not trying to say, oh, if you're not feeling well, you must go and put on a pretend face. I'm just saying for me this morning, there was a choice between inward focus and outward focus. And outward focus means we're seeking the kingdom of God. We're not getting so caught up in ourselves. And you know what? It was just this little mental shift and it made a huge difference of not, oh, I can't do anything, but what can I do? I can certainly go downstairs. I can certainly, you know, do as much school as, you know, I feel up to with the with my kids and then they can kind of work on their own, but I can still be there. And so there's this shift in our mind with what are we doing with our time? So, you know, that's just one little example. Um, But, you know, it's like with anything we live for, like, so I was saying, you know, when I feel better, then I'll do all these things. Well, what if I'm not going to feel better for a while, right? So when, what is the when for you? Is it, you know, when I get through this kind of valley that I'm in? Or when my kids finally, you know, behave, then things will change. When my husband starts to do the things I want him to do. When we have more money in the bank. Or when I start to feel better, like I said. Or when, you know, I uh, have achieved a certain thing. You know, life doesn't begin when. Life has begun. Life is right now. And the Bible doesn't tell us, make the kingdom of God your primary concern when you're ready, or make the kingdom of God your primary concern when you have more time, or make the kingdom of God your primary concern when you feel well, or make the kingdom of God your primary concern when you have more finances and you feel comfortable. No, it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then it's followed by, and all these things will be given to you as well. Karen, if you're not feeling well, just do something right now to seek him first in his righteousness. And guess what? He will give you what you need. He will give you what you need even if you don't feel well. Karen, it says seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, not when you have enough money and you're not stressed. What does it say? And all of these things will be given to you as well. He will take care of us in all of our needs. If in every single moment, you need to remember to seek him first in every single moment, like constantly reminding yourself. I do it to myself like you're going down the wrong path, Karen. You're starting to walk in the flesh, right? But you need to constantly remind yourself, what on earth are you here for? I think that changes everything with how you use your time. Because if you think you're here for you and your creature comforts and your goals and your aspirations and your achievements and your comfort level, it's going to complicate things. It's going to complicate everything because it's not how you're meant to live. 
You are actually wired not to live for yourself. You are wired to live for him. But what happens is, Adam and Eve, we have sin in us. And so we have this constant tension and constant battle in us, whereas the flesh wants us to live for ourselves and the flesh wants us to live for tomorrow. But when we're walking the way we're meant to walk by the Spirit, the Spirit knows that I am surrendered to my master and my master is master over this moment and in the future. And he wants my primary concern to be for him, to build his kingdom, to glorify him, to honor him, and to seek his righteousness in every single moment. And it's really hard to do that when we're so focused on the future. It says here in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, let's see, I think it's verse 6. Let me just pull out my Bible and find it. No, it's not verse 6. Hang on. Um, is it 16? I have 6 in my head. Yes, I'm sorry. It's chapter 5 of Ephesians, verse 16. Make, well, let me go back to verse 15. So be careful how you live, not as fools, but as those who are wise. And then he goes to tell us, what wise people do. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Guess what? The days have always been evil. We think that right now, oh, this is some evil times we're living in. And it is. I'm not disputing that. And we're like, oh, it's, you know, it's so bad. But guess what? It was pretty evil when Paul wrote these words to the Ephesians. So he says here, make the most of every opportunity for good in these evil days. Paul wrote many of his writings while he was in jail. So he knew the um, consequences of an evil society. He knew what it was like to be persecuted. And he never once in his writings was like, woe is me. My life is so bad. He always gives honor and glory to the Lord. He never writes and says, when I get out of this jail, then I'm going to proclaim Christ. You know what he says? While I am in jail, I'm going to sing praises. I'm going to worship. I'm going to give glory. I'm going to make the kingdom of God my primary concern. His main focus of his life was the gospel. So he truly did do this. He made the most of every opportunity for doing good in those evil days. He wrote much of the New Testament while in jail. And so for somebody like that, he wasn't saying, when I get out of this jail, then my life begins. When I get out of these chains, then I'll be able to go and evangelize. No, he did whatever he could do in that moment. So he has all the business in the world telling us, make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days, because that's exactly what he did. It says, don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. So he doesn't want us to go like on our whims. The Lord isn't like, you know, just go with the flow, go with your emotions, go with how you feel. Don't act thoughtlessly. Try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. And if you go over to Matthew, like I just said, chapter 6, 33, what does he want us to do? Seek 
first his kingdom and his righteousness. You can go through the Bible and you will see what he wants you to do. You might say, well, I don't know what the Lord is calling me to do. It's hard for me to hear his voice. Guess what? He's calling you to live for him. That's number one. And then how you use your gifts or how you use your time otherwise within that, he will show you. But if you are living for him and seeking him first and spending time with him and getting to know him, he'll show you everything else. We don't hear his voice if we don't spend time with him. So when it says here, don't act thoughtlessly, try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. You can't hear his voice if you're not listening to him. You're not spending time with him. So number one, if you want to simplify your time, spend your time with him first so that he can lead you. So you're not acting thoughtlessly. You're not, you know, changing with every whim of what you want to do. And, and, and you're feeling like, yeah, I am living out my calling because really our number one calling is to live for him and to give him glory. And then he will kind of give us other things within that. So like if you're living for him, you're giving him glory, then he will lead you in maybe the specific things, whether it's ministry or your career or with your family or your decisions or where you're going to live. All of those things, you know, people, they agonize, they waste time over, you know, am I making the right decisions? Am I doing the right things? Have you went to the Lord yet? Are you asking everybody for their opinion or have you sought the Lord? Because when it's from him, you'll know. But you won't recognize his voice if you don't spend time with him. And so the best thing we can do to make the most of our time and not waste our time and not, you know, live in the future is to simply spend time with him every single day. Focus on who he is. Preach the gospel to yourself every single day. Look to the cross. Remember the gospel first for yourself. And it changes your time and how you live. It changes what you want to do in each moment. It changes your perspective about the future. You no longer say to yourself, I can only, you know, uh, be happy when, when you realize you have the joy of the Lord right now. Paul wrote his book of joy, Philippians, while he was in chains. He had the joy of the Lord. He didn't say, boy, I'll be happy when I get out of here. He really, truly did make the most of his time. You know, make the most of these days. These days are evil. We don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what the future brings. So it's foolish. Like it says here, don't act thoughtlessly. It's foolish for us to live for something that we don't have right now. Like the future where... We think, well, when I get this new house or when I get this new car or when I get this new job or, you know, everything will be perfect. First of all, it's never going to be perfect here on earth. If we wait for the perfect circumstances, we're going to be waiting for a long time, right? It's never going to happen. But that also takes our eyes off of that perspective 
of what he says here about being wise with our time. You know, what does God want us to do? God doesn't want us to sit around and say, well, I'll have people over when my house is nicer, bigger, whatever it is. I'll, you know, be happier when, um, you know, my children are older and it gets easier. I'm going to tell you from a mom now of older children, it does not get easier. It just changes. Everyone says that when they're young. Bigger kids, bigger problems. I'm, you know, I mean, and I don't have, I'm not trying to say I have all these problems with my children, but what I'm saying is life situations, you know, they don't get easier when they're adults. You know, there's just different things to pray for them. And so, um, you know, if you're living for when the kids grow up, it'll be easier. When the kids grow up, I won't be so stressed. I got another uh, thing coming for you. Or if you're saying, well, you know, everything will be better once I get to, we all make these like arbitrary things in our life, right? Once I get to whatever stage, then, you know, I won't be as stressed. Then I'll be happy. Then think. Paul in chains had the joy of the Lord. I want you to remember that. I'm going to remember that as much as I can. The one who should, who, you know, what would Paul be like if he wrote today? Would he be like, woe is me. I'm, I'm in chains. I want a lawyer. I want to, I want to fight this. No, you know what he did? He was like, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm going to show the jailers how to praise. Paul and Silas praised, sang songs of praise while they were in jail. And people were a witness to that. And many were saved and chains came off. In fact, There's such a lesson to be learned there. So if you want to make the most of every moment, and I'm not trying to make this sound like, you know, you only live once, make the most of every moment, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I mean one bit. If you want to make the most of your life and your moments, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness in every moment. Don't lose sight of that. Don't live for someday. Someday is happening right now. What was that expression they used to say? Like today is the tomorrow you hoped for yesterday or something like that. I probably just said it totally wrong. Today is the tomorrow you hoped for yesterday. Yeah, something like that, right? So you are living your someday right now. Because you don't know what's around the corner. So to make the most of every opportunity simply means live every moment for the Lord. And when you're living every moment for the Lord, it changes everything. No longer are you chasing after things that don't matter. No longer are you listening to all the voices of this world that are so noisy. No longer are you anticipating a future that is unknown because you have this moment. No longer are you putting your joy in things of tomorrow because you have the joy of the Lord right now. So when you are seeking him first, it really does simplify everything. All of a sudden you're like, I really don't need to spend an afternoon shopping when I have a house, I mean, a closet full of clothes. Or I really don't need to spend two hours on the internet right now when I have my family right in front of me. 
Or I really don't need to spend an hour reading the news headlines right now when I have my Bible and I can have the truth being fed into my mind and not the lies of this world. It changes everything. When you seek God first, it really changes everything. Every decision that you make, your attitude, your actions, your behavior, everything. Like I said, even when I'm not feeling well, I'm like, you know what? I can seek the Lord in this moment. I can say to myself, how can I... uh, be seeking him right now? How can I build the kingdom right now? At the very least, I can get in my word. No matter how terribly I feel, I can even put it on audio if I don't have the strength to read it. The other day I was so exhausted. I just laid in bed and talked to him. I prayed. I just talked to him. I told him how I was feeling. I just, you know, was thinking about him and, and thinking about his truths. Every single moment, If we are seeking him first, it's going to change the next moment and the next moment. If we're not seeking him first, we're running around chasing our tail. We don't know which way to go. We aren't sure what we're living for. That's why we live for some arbitrary future. Because we're not even really sure. But when you are so sure that the purpose of your life is to live for him, changes everything. So I want to encourage you to do that today. I want to encourage you to do that right now in this moment. After you're done, listen to your podcast. I want you to just stop and get in your word and pray to the Lord and be like, Lord, I just want to seek you every single moment. Help me to do that. Because in my flesh, I don't want to do that. But in my spirit, that is what I'm made to do. My soul is made to follow you. I don't want to live by the flesh. I want to be filled up with your truth. I want to be filled up with your spirit. And I want to get out into that world every single moment to make the most of every opportunity by sharing the gospel, loving others, serving others, and just simply living for you, Lord. And then I want you to continue to do that every day. And let me know if that changes things for you. Let me know, are you feeling overwhelmed and stressed and burdened with your time right now? Give that time over to the Lord. He is the one who wants your time. He will show you what to do with your time. Just like it says, he will show, uh, you know, if, if uh, don't think thoughtlessly, you know, ask the Lord. He will show you what to do, but he's not going to show you if you don't talk to him. So I want to hear from you and let let me know, like, is this something you struggle with? Um, And I'll pray for you. I would be honored to pray for you. Uh, Just send me a message. You can either email me at karenisimplelivingforhim.com. You can message me on Facebook, Instagram. You can leave me a voicemail at um, anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim. I'd love to hear your voice. Uh, You're welcome to do that. I'm also seeking questions for a future episode i want to do a podcast q a like ask me anything and i'm going to just go through all the questions on the podcast i think those are fun to do i haven't done one of those in a very long time i think uh, steve and i did one a long time ago but i'd like to do that so you can go to anchor.fm slash simply living for him and you can leave me a voicemail right there you can go to my email karen at simply living for him.com or direct message me on instagram facebook Seek me somewhere, find me, and give me your questions, and I will be uh, recording a 
future episode could be anything from personal questions, homeschool questions, faith questions. Um, I've already got a few. Some people have been submitting because I posted it on Instagram, but I'd love to get some more. So it could be anything. Uh, And if it's something that I don't feel comfortable answering, I just won't. But I would love to um, do an episode like that in the future. So I hope that this encouraged you today. If it did, could you please rate and review the podcast wherever you're seeing it? Because that helps me get my message out more. And also, please share it with your friends. Share it on your social media. um, And just, you know, help me get that message out there so we can all seek him first above all else and make the most use of our time. I thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.